So we're in the midst of the sermon series that I titled Bloom and Grow. And when I first started this, I said, April showers bring May flowers. What an awesome time to think about blooming and growing. And then we had more May showers. <laughs> but finally, today the sun shines. And flowers are going to burst into bloom. And it reminds us also of the church and where we are for this season. As we've been working underground, doing things to prepare for the next pastor. And Jesus is ready to cause us to grow and bloom among the community. The anchor verse for the sermon series is Isaiah 35, verses 1 and 2. <clears throat> the desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. God promises us a living hope, a living hope to this church to bloom and grow. The next steps of the bloom and grow process is to install your full-time lead pastor. He will be your spiritual guide as you burst into full bloom and reach out to your communities and continue to love one another and be devoted to God. <clears throat> so to give you an idea on the schedule, today is Mother's Day, obviously. Um, next week, we are going to um, do a sermon called Celebrate a Good Work based on Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 to 6. If you want to look at that before next week, that would be great, but we'll break it down next week. Um, where, as we celebrate a good work within this church to prepare for such a time as this. On May 22nd, Pamela and I are going to be on vacation and helping our um, children move in Columbus, Ohio from their apartment into their home that they've been renovating. Um, and Max will bring the message on the 22nd. On the 29th, we'll be back and I will preach on Pastor Part 2 if you remember back in January, I did a pastor part one message, and I said there is a part two to this, but I wanted to wait till we got closer to the time of the next pastor coming. So that'll be on the 29th. And after that message, we talk about um, a little bit more about the pastor and some things maybe you didn't think about, what it's like to be a pastor of a church. Then the pastor search team will be prepared to introduce the pastor and his family to you on paper. So they'll have a, a, a description of them and, and be able to share that with you and you'll be able to picture who they are and think about them during the week. And then on that Wednesday, you'll be able to come to the church and meet him and his family and ask questions and just get to know them a lot better. And then that next Sunday on June 5th, he will preach and after that worship service, when he preaches, you all will be invited to stay for a meeting. And that meeting, then you will discuss and affirm the calling um, of your pastor. And assuming all goes well, he will start the next day. 
and I will hand off the baton to him on the following Sunday. So that's the plan. Um, So June 12th, God willing, let me just say that because a lot of times when I make plans, they they don't work out (laughs) that way. But God willing, that's the way it'll happen. And Pamela and I have uh, uh, camping uh, reservations over north of Chicago on the 12th in the evening. So we'll be leaving town that day. So God willing, that's the way it's going to work. All right, so today uh, I really want to focus on Mother's Day. And I know that sometimes people, women, get a little nervous about a Mother's Day type sermon. And you probably have heard a sermon on Proverbs chapter 31. And maybe it's even bothered you. Maybe it's like, how in the world could I possibly live up to this noble character described in Proverbs 31? Well, I'm going to preach on that today. (laughs) But I'm going to try to break it down into three things that I really feel God is calling all of us as Christians to do, to be committed to God, to be committed to relationships, and to be committed to the mission. So I'm going to read to you Proverbs 31. You can open up in your Bible to Proverbs 31. In the Pew Bible, it's on page 1033. And as I read through this verse by verse, think about Oh yeah, that sounds like she is showing a commitment to God. Oh yeah, that looks like she is showing a commitment to relationship. Or oh yeah, that's showing that she is, she is showing a commitment to the mission. And so that's how I kind of want to break it down today. But I'm going to read it as one full scripture verse starting in chapter 31. Verse 10, a wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flask or flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and she extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple 
Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Often women believe that Proverbs 31 just doesn't really apply to our modern day lives. But I believe that God's word stands the test of time, don't you? God's word is still relevant today. And what's more is this, the Proverbs 31 woman teaches all of us, man or woman, some really important things. It's for women and girls, it's for men and boys, and yes, it is for the church. Virtues of the Proverbs 31 woman demonstrate how, as Christians today, we are all called to noble character that is worth far more than anything of this world. So thank you, mothers. Thank you, mothers, for carrying this burden on your shoulders all of these years. Now it's time for everyone to step up. Everyone to step up with a heartfelt commitment to shoulder this burden and realize it's possible to live a virtuous life. My guess is, thanks to our mothers and all virtuous women, you are already on your way to a purpose-filled life. That's what it's really about in Proverbs 31, a purpose-filled life. Not only is today Mother's Day, but a little personal thing going on here too, Today is my 41st wedding anniversary with Pamela. <laughs> Thank you. Do you know what a smiley is? If I say that, does that mean anything to you? It's an acronym. Pamela and I, early in our marriage, were doing daily devotionals. And in our daily devotional one day, it was describing an older couple that had been married a long time, and the wife had passed away. And at the funeral home, the man had a little piece of paper. When he went up to the casket, he put it in her hand. The funeral director saw him do that and saw the piece of paper, and it had written on it, S H. M-I-L-Y. 
kind of spelled Shmiley, S-H-M-I-L-Y. And the funeral director asked him, what is that that you put in your wife's hand? And he said, oh, that's a Shmiley. He said, we always use those throughout our time together. It would be a little note whenever we would do something special for the other person, just to remind them. And it stands for, see how much I love you. So Pamela and I started doing that. And we still do to today. Our son-in-law just uh, several months ago um, saw Pamela's truck and I had a smiley that I taped on her truck because I paid to have it detailed. And it came back really nice and clean and smelling good and everything. And he asked our daughter, are your mom and dad okay? <laughs> I don't know really what's going on, but there's this weird note hanging in her truck that says smiley. I don't even know what that means. So we, we still do that for one another. And today I'm going to share some verbal smileys and you all have to put up with them. Because as I go through this message for mothers, I also want to share some very special things for my very special wife. There was a time that uh, I was candidating for a church to be their pastor, and they wanted to know a little about my wife. And they never know, you know, when you're interviewing people, you never know how much can we ask about the wife and that type of thing. So they said, would you give us three words that describe your wife? It's like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I could even contain it in three books and you want just three words. And so I talked to her about it. I said, what do I do with this? I get really nervous about silly little things. And so we were talking about it and she said, what about Proverbs 31? And we're looking at that and, oh yeah. I'm, I, so I wrote back to him and I said, Proverbs 31, wife. And he said, oh, that's a good one, the guy that I sent it to. <laughs> so that's what I did. I, th I think Pamela has been my Proverbs 31 wife, and, and I just want to share some of that with you today. So Proverbs 31 women, um, they, they teach us these three commitments. And I told you at the beginning when I first started reading. So let's first look at a commitment to God. So we find this toward the end of Proverbs 31 in verse 30. I say ver verse 30b, the second half of verse 30, where it says, in order for us to really grasp this whole thing about a Proverbs 31 woman, a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. You see why I say it's not just for the women? This is for everybody. We need to fear the Lord. So then we need to say, well, what in the world does that mean? We need to realize that there is a fear for God that does not produce good results. We don't want to go there, so I want to just describe it to you a little bit. You should not be terrified or paralyzed by this awesome, sovereign God that created you. That is a fear that does no good. The Bible describes it. A couple um, New Testament 
uh, places where fear has gone wrong, I'd like to share with you. Consider these passages. Matthew chapter 25, verse 25. It was about the, the talents that um, the man gave three people the same number of talents, and they were to invest them. And the unprofitable servant was corrected for being wicked and lazy because he feared the master. He made this excuse. I was afraid. And so I went out and hid your talent in the ground. And then in Revelations 21, verse 8, it tells us that the cowardly, or we could translate that, the fearful, will not be in God's kingdom. If you fear God in a way that just causes you to tremble and not see him in awe, but instead just be scared and paralyzed by him, you are considered cowardly and God's kingdom is not for you. Their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur is what the scripture says in 28, 20, Revelation 21.8. So fear in the New Testament of these examples does not, lead us to a positive end. So obviously, this is not the fear of the Lord that Proverbs 31 verse 30 is talking about. God is not a bad, negative God. God is only good. He's only good. He's a good God. He's our heavenly Father like we sung about earlier. Our Creator who loves us, who made us, in his image. So why are we supposed to fear him? And what is this fear? A fear of the Lord is the profound reverence and awe, especially toward God. Acts chapter 9, verse 31, describes a church and what it's like for a church that fears the Lord. Listen to this. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. Scripture explains that the proper fear or respect of God leads to full, complete and bright futures. One resource that I found this week made this helpful summary. The fear of God is an attitude of respect, a response of reverence and wonder. It is the only appropriate response to our Creator and Redeemer. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, it tells us in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. And here in Proverbs 31, the Proverbs 31 woman loves Jesus with all her heart. That's how she fears the Lord. She serves God with all her heart and mind and soul. She seeks His will for her life and follows in his ways. This is a woman who fears the Lord 
It is by her commitment to God that we learn a most valuable lesson of life. Fear of the Lord is even the reason that we have the vision that we do here at Living Hope Missionary Church to glorify God by being devoted to Him, one another, and reaching the world for Jesus. Always put God first and bring glory to Him. All believers in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior are called to a glorious awe, an awe of God. That is the fear and reverence we show. And when we do, we can live a faith-rest life. Consider these specific examples from Proverbs 31. I would, I would group these into one word. If you want to take notes, I'm going to give some words and I'm going to give verses that I think go with these committed to God or committed to relationship or committed to the mission. So later on, if you want to go back and read through it, you can. So the first word I would say is elegance. Elegance includes grace and style and nobility. God provides royal beauty. She is creative and she embraces the beauty that comes from her connection to the royal family of God. A virtuous woman is an elegant woman of worth and inner beauty that only comes from Christ. She uses her creativity and sense of style to create beauty in her life and the lives of her loved ones. When it talks about purple, that color is demonstrating royalty. And she can even smile at life because she knows that God will provide So we find these things in Proverbs 31, verses 10, 21, 22, 25, 29, and 30. Thank you, mothers. Thank you, virtuous women. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us this scripture today so that we can learn to bloom and grow into the people of faith by being committed to God. Thank you, Pamela, for being my friend, my elegant wife of 41 years. And most of all, thank you for challenging me to find the most awesome answer to the life of joy, being committed to God. You demonstrate it by walking daily in respectful fear of our Lord. And if it was not for you and your grandparents and other family members that you know who they are, I don't know if I would have ever figured out what it really meant to be committed to God. Shmiley, see how much I love you? The second thing we learn from Proverbs 31 the Proverbs 31 woman is is the thing that really matters is that we are also committed to relationships. We are called to be 
in a committed relationship with our Lord, with our family, with our friends, with our neighbors, and yes, even our enemies. A commitment to relationships really matters. Relationships are basic to the great commission that Jesus gives us in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. Let me just read that to you again. I, I refer to this a lot, but let me just re- refer to this in Jesus' words as he said them, in, starting in verse 18 of Matthew 28. He said this, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It is this great commission that is the foundation of our mission for Living Hope Missionary Church at Dunphy. Go, meet people where they are, make disciples, Show them who Jesus is. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Celebrate their commitment in teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. We all need to continue to grow and learn everything He's commanded us so we grow together towards spiritual maturity. And this only happens because Jesus even says how much relationships matter by saying, and surely I will be with you always in a relationship with you. Committed to relationships. Being committed to relationships is something that jumps out at me when I read Proverbs 31 starting at verse 10. Here are some words that I would like to narrow it down to and some verses that go with them. Marriage. A commitment to the relationship of marriage. A virtuous woman is a faithful bride that respects her husband. She does him good all the days of her life. Married men, where would we be without a wife of noble character? She's trustworthy and helpmate. But first and foremost, and this is for everybody everywhere, she is the bride of Christ. So note, you do not need to be married to an earthly husband to be virtuous. In fact, all of us believers are called to be the bride of Christ. A relationship of marriage that really matters. We find these marriage verses in verses 11, 12, 23, and 28b. The next word I want to think about it for a commitment to relationships is nurture. 
Nurture comes from a mothering type instinct. She is a loving mother in a strong relationship with her children. And they even call her blessed. A virtuous woman teaches her children and teaches other children that are in her care or in her class about the way to her Father in heaven. She nurtures children with the love of Jesus Christ, disciplines them with care and wisdom, and trains them in the way that they should go. Verses 26 and 28a. The next word that I think kind of summarizes several verses for this commitment of a relationship is administration. People often overlook these types of words. But a noble woman is a woman of means. She is an executive administrator. Her relationships with our Lord is evident through her relationship with employees or other merchants. We see this in verses 15b, 24, and 26. Another word that summarizes some of these verses for our commitment to relationship is service. She serves others with a relationship of love and kindness. If we could all just look for those in our relationships. A virtuous woman serves her husband, her family, her friends, her neighbors, and the poor with a gentle and loving spirit. She's charitable. See verses 12, 15, and 20. Thank you, mothers, for demonstrating the importance of being committed to relationships. Thank you, Pamela, for our relationship. My wife of noble character of 41 years. You continue to show me how commitment to relationships with people from all walks of life provides a glimpse into the glorious relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus. I like the way that you demonstrate to your clients the importance of relationships. You help them to feel worthy of a relationship. I'm even getting used to you when we go out to restaurants of knowing no strangers and you just stop and talk to them. Thank you for demonstrating relationships. See how much I love you? Smiley. The third thing that we learn from Proverbs 31 woman that really matters is a commitment to the mission. Just as Jesus calls us all to missional living in the Great Commandment, we find the Proverbs 31 woman leading the way in her commitment to the mission. Consider her commitment to the mission using the word health 
She takes care of her physical and mental well-being and her spiritual health so that she can focus on the mission. A virtuous woman cares for her own body and she ensures that there is healthy food for her family. Verses 14 and 15a. Consider commitment to the mission with the word stewardship. She is a wise steward, steward of the gifts that God has given her. A virtuous woman spends money wisely. She is mission-minded and she is careful to purchase quality items that she needs for her family. And then she even purchased things that expands the family estate. Look at verse 14, 16, and 18. Another word that, that we can consider for a commitment to the mission is industrious. Industrious. She's industrious to the works with willing hands. A virtuous woman works willingly with her hands. Her mission sometimes necessitates her to function as an industrial engineer. Figure it out. She sings praises to God in all that she does, not grumbling while completing the tasks that are before her because she knows it is part of her mission. Proverbs 31, verses 13, 16, 17, 18, 19, 24, and 31. Consider home manager, home manager for commitment to the mission. A virtuous woman is dignified by her commitment to the mission of her home. She's a manager and a creator of an inviting atmosphere of warmth and love for her family and guests. She uses hospitality to minister to those around her. Proverbs 31, verses 15, 21, 22, and 27. And then the last thing I'd like you to consider for a commitment to the mission is time manager. She spends her time on that which is good, to accomplish the mission. A virtuous woman uses her time wisely. She works diligently to complete her daily tasks. She does not spend time dwelling on those things that do not please the Lord. Proverbs 31, verses 15, 19, and 27. Are each of us committed to the mission Are we committed to the great commission that Jesus calls us to? Being committed to the mission really matters in our lives if we desire to walk in the life that God has prepared for us to walk. The great commission from Jesus is a mission from Jesus our Lord to us for our life. And I just want to thank you mothers and noble women for showing us the importance of being committed to the mission. And thank you, Pamela, my friend, my wife of noble character for 41 years.
and showing me how a co- commitment to the mission really matters. You are the medical and the mental health expert for our family. Your industrious and stewardship ways have prepared us for the mission that God calls us to do. You have always been willing to walk through that next door that God opens up for us to walk through. Thank you for keeping our household in a working order. Thank you for holding our family together with your thoughtfulness and your love. Your commitment to the commission or to the mission keeps me going. Yes, I see how much you love me. See how much I love you? Smiley. In conclusion, church activities must be done because we have a commitment to God. We can live a faith rest life knowing that God will lead us in the straight paths of righteousness when we are committed to Him. Our commitment to relationship with God and with others drives us in our daily tasks. Relationships are enriched when we commit to nurture and serve the fragile lives of one another. Tasks are necessary for people with a commitment to the mission. There are no menial tasks to life. There are no menial tasks to the life in the church. God gives us purpose at home, among family and friends in the marketplace, and yes, right here at the church, and even with difficult people. The woman of noble character, the mother of her children, the virtuous wife, is committed to God, committed to relationships, and committed to the mission. And they are more valuable than anything of the world. Pamela, my wife of 41 years, I honor you today. And women and mothers, we honor you today. Thank you for showing us, showing us commitment to things that really matter. Let's go to our Lord in prayer. Thank you, God, for mothers, for the mothers that gave us life, for the mothers that continue to walk through us through this life. Thank you for women everywhere who show us what it means to be virtue, to, to be virtuous and committed to you and relationships and the mission. And most of all, Lord, today we thank you for Jesus Christ. In his name we pray, amen.